now knowing myself more, having that intimacy with my higher self, I know that I wanted to work with children because I wanted to know the full spectrum of human behavior. I wanted to understand how all this got started and I wanted to be able to do something about it. Hello and welcome to the Dyslexia Mom Boss Podcast, the show that helps you not only feel empowered and knowledgeable, but confident and a boss mom in the dyslexia journey. I'm your host, Dr. Lauren. Welcome back to another episode of the Dyslexia Mom Boss Podcast. So those of you who are new to the show, I am Dr. Lauren, I am your host, and this is another amazing episode packed with tons of advice, anything you can use to apply in this dyslexia journey with your kiddos. So today I am interviewing Morgan Owens, who is my guest, and I am just so excited to have her on the show. Morgan, thank you for being here. (laughs) Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. You have a great mission, so. Oh, thank you so much. And I love your energy. And this is going to be such a high intense energy episode for our moms out there. So if you're listening to this episode when it drops at 5 a.m., and you're on Eastern time, just be aware that there's going to be a lot of energy. (laughs) Yes, both of us have energy. I love it. I love it. So I want to kick off our first question, which really is about you framing who you are in this space. So Morgan, you wear many hats. You're a mom as well. You're a school psychologist, a licensed therapist, a speaker. You own your own private practice. I do. Yeah, I mean, you like you're doing it all. I love it. I love it. Can you share your why and how this impacts your work? The why is that I deeply, deeply care about, really, this is who I inherently am. Inherently, deep down in the inside, and you're going to hear me reference this again and again, in my core, the Mm -hmm. essence of who I am, I'm a healer. I'm very aware that my purpose on the planet is to inspire people and to help them heal. And that's what I do. It comes from a very deep place. I also have life experience, you know, someone who has healed through intergenerational trauma. I've been on the couch too, you know, so (laughs) you're right. I know this from lots of different vantage points. I know it from being the parent, from the clinical seat. So when I'm working with someone and I'm interacting with them, it's heart space, you know, through and through. That's what I'm here to do. And I'm true to that. And so... That's why I do all these things. Yeah, and I love that. First things first, for those of you who are not avid listeners, I was a psychology major undergrad and my reasoning for going into psychology was really to understand human behavior. And -hmm. I know you and I talked about really starting at that early, those early stages with kids, you know, Mm -hmm. really understanding where they're coming from, where they're going. And I just really resonate with you so much because I agree, I feel like I am a healer. I mean, that's why this podcast exists, to share information, to inspire, to get parents around the world to know that your child is unique, but they have different things they can bring to the world as long as we understand who they are in that space. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't aware of it at the time. I think a lot of us like to go back to the places where we found victories. And I knew, even though I was going through all these things in childhood, you know, there's reason I guess people would come and ask me questions and I knew a little bit, but now knowing myself more, having that intimacy with my higher self, 
I know that I wanted to work with children because I wanted to know the full spectrum of human behavior. I wanted to understand how all this got started and I wanted to be able to do something about it. Real quick, I was watching this show on Netflix. I think it's Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Yeah, yes, 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 <laughs> And they have Brian Stevenson on there. And Brian Stevenson was talking about, I think the first inmate that he had worked with that was on death row that was in the electric chair. Anyway, and he said, all these people were asking, can I help you? Can I help you? And he said, more people had asked me, can I help you in these last day of my life than these 19 years I was living? And then he went down and Brian Stevenson was talking about where were they when you were three, when you were sexually abused. But my work is, I'm there when you're three. I'm there when you're six and you were physically abused. When you have PTSD, you came back from the war. So my life work is about inspiring and healing, particularly in that intersectionality space, but it's for any human to really help them come back home, help them to come to health. Yeah, I love that. And we'll touch on that intersectionality a little later in the interview, but you said something that really resonated with me, you know, really having a great relationship with your higher self. And I think most people are not aware of that. And I know (laughs) that working with moms in this space, there is such a level of angst, anxiety, overwhelm. And so moms are anxious and struggling to cope with terms within this dyslexia journey. And it's not just dyslexia. I mean, it's really any learning disability and not really Mm -hmm. understanding the scope of that. So whether it's overwhelm, not knowing what to ask or who to talk to, they're in denial, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So Morgan, as a holistic practitioner, what piece of advice can you offer to moms (laughs) listening? What can they do internally or externally to really feel confident in this process? I first want to say, We want to validate where you're at. And the reason that you're feeling overwhelmed is because you care. You're a mom and you care and you love and you're sticking with it, even though there are lots. So let's do that first. Uh, Let's start there. Let's start there. there. You know, you're a mom and you're amazing and we hold that sacred. And then part two is, yes, you want to do the inner work. I didn't know this about school psychology when I got into it. But you get good at family work. If you're going to do this gig, you get good at family work. (laughs) You know, kids come in packages and I'm really honoring a kid. I'm honoring you. I'm holding space for all of you. Yeah, it is. So I do that on the regular now. I know that every practitioner isn't necessarily like me and has that openness because that openness comes from my relationship with myself. But Mm -hmm. I just want to encourage moms out there. You want to do your own inner work. You want to do your healing journey. Because that's where your strength is going to come from. That's where your clarity is going to come from. That's where you developing your intuition Mm -hmm. is going to come from and you being able to navigate this system. It's really about navigating systems. I know we touched on intersectionality. That's what's going down. So let me not gaslight you. You're not crazy. (laughs) You're not crazy. (laughs) Well, you know, it's crazy because a part of my work for Think Dyslexia is I don't believe in just finding that intervention. I don't believe in just finding Mm -hmm. that one tutor. I believe this being a holistic approach where, as you said, you know, the child is a part of the family unit, the family package. And I view that the same exact way. And more and more, I think as clients come and they understand my packages, they realize sometimes I get the, oh, Mm -hmm. wow, I didn't even think of it that way. Or, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, I'll have whatever coaching is weaved into this intervention. And I think Mm -hmm. that, I've figured that out in my 12 years in this space where it's not just, okay, 
pay me to tutor your child. And then all of a sudden their reading has increased. But what about all the social emotional aspects within that family unit? Absolutely. And I just love that you are speaking to this because I want moms out there all over the world to hear that it's not just about, I want my child to read. It's deeper than that. Oh, doing that internal work is critical. It is. That holistic approach is right because health is dynamic. There's lots of different factors that feed into a person's readiness to learn. I can't tell you how many times I'll go ahead and I'll do the cognitive testing. And depending on a person's confidence, confidence is based on beliefs, right? Beliefs are things that we've internalized. I mean, I could see like a 20 point difference, a 20 point slide. So I routinely tell folks, you're not your number. And really, if we want to get to someone's receptivity, you got to be seen. And being seen has a whole other different dimension. It becomes holographic. It is not 3D. So if we're just thinking about the letters that are on the page, it's deeper than that. And that's when you start to understand humanity. And then you can be in someone's seat and like, okay, now I can see you. Now I can understand you. Now I can reach you where you're at. Wow. First of all, if you're a teacher listening to this podcast, you're probably already agreeing with everything we're saying. But I know that there are some teachers out there that just don't get it you know, learning disabilities. I've had teachers tell me in public school, yeah, I don't follow the IEP. Basically, you're not not (laughs) seeing that child. Yeah, like you're not seeing that child. So you're mad that the child isn't performing, but you're not developing a relationship with them. So I think being seen is critical. And also I love how you said the point scale and the numbers, like that was me growing up. I struggled in school. I was diagnosed late with ADHD and, you know, Mm -hmm. I swear I never wanted anyone to give me an IQ test because it would look like I was an idiot. I just couldn't do it. it. (laughs) Yes, I was that kid too. I was just so nervous. You know, that wasn't necessarily my story, but I was just so nervous about the performance. You know what I mean? Exactly. Performance anxiety. As she took the spotlight after me, I could, I could, I could tell you everything, but I was so scared. Yeah. Yeah. With the teachers, though, also part of my work is I help the teachers stay on board. So I think, you know, because it is a system, that's a whole other component. That's a whole different episode. That's a whole other thing. (laughs) Yeah, correct. (laughs) Absolutely. Maybe we should do a part two on that because you are a school psychologist. So you have that vantage point in public school where we could really talk about what that looks like to equip teachers to not rude comments like that. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a whole other different skill, but that's true. It really Mm -hmm. is. So I actually want to touch on, you talked about health and I can't remember exactly how you phrased it, but you and I have talked about health being inside and not outside. So can you really elaborate a little bit more about what that means and why that's important for moms in this journey? Yeah. Okay. So a lot of us, we're good people, you know, so that's one. And we're trying to follow the rules, the rules that we quote unquote think are the rules set by society. They're external things. So people are looking for external validation. What do things look on the outside, you know, on the facade, but on the inside, people really need help. Health is when things are integrity with its authenticity is the oak tree. When you are who you are meant to be. For us as humans, that is our core, our different authentic religions called different things, your spirit, you know, your higher self. So it's been referenced for centuries. So when we go back to that place, or we're moving towards that place, that's where health really lives. And so just thinking about children and attachment, 
We come into the world ready to love. We don't even know where it starts and stops in terms of giving love, receiving love. It's so intact. But because bonding is so important and crucial to survival, oftentimes we turn away from who we really are Mm. due to the different pressures of how we're raised, society, X, Y, or Z. And then we become less authentic. But in childhood, you can remember the pureness of imagination and magic. Yes. And then the crux of, oh my gosh, I need these external things to live. You know what I mean? So it was really just trying to get situated in physical reality. But no, the magic is always supposed to be with you. The serendipity, we inherently know that there's more to life. Hey, it's your favorite podcast host, Dr. Lauren. Have I told you how much I appreciate you as a listener? Well, if I haven't, I want to tell you just how much I do today. You're the reason I come back every week with top-notch content with guests to help you navigate this DQ journey. But I got to tell you, organizing and getting these episodes up and running doesn't come cheap. I have a fantastic podcast team that takes care of me and you to ensure that episodes are high quality and show notes are detailed and riddled with goodies for you to use and apply for your next steps in this journey. But can I ask you a favor? We'd love to have your support to keep the podcast up and running. You can donate as little or as much as you'd like to support the podcast. All you need to do is go to the link in the show notes or visit our website at thinkdyslexia.me and click support the podcast. And it will take you exactly where you need to be. Oh, and one last thing. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, and of course, share this podcast with others who are on the same journey as you. Yeah, I love everything you said. And one thing I really want to touch on is my five-year-old. The things that come out of her mouth, the imagination, like she has her own business. Like she has all, she has a virtual assistant, a personal assistant. I mean, the things that come out of this child's mouth, And I look at her in awe and I literally say to myself, I need to be more like her. Yes. You're absolutely right. There's somewhere along the way, whether it's with the home environment we grew up in, whether it's stuff we're internalizing. Like I know working with dyslexic students, they've told me like no one's ever said I was stupid or my parents are always supportive, but yet they have these things that are just eating away at them because of, like you said, society and those external societal pressures, but there's something along the way where we lose that and we aren't being our authentic selves. And I just feel like, I know for me, you know, as you said, sitting on the couch, I've been sitting on the couch for quite some time. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Come on, come on now. (laughs) Exactly. I am not ashamed of it. And it's actually helped me figure out more of who I am in this journey of life. So brave. Come on. (laughs) Yes. Just keeping it real, guys. Keeping it real. That's right. (laughs) And the thing is, I have gotten more comfortable with talking to little Lauren. Yeah. Really going back and healing that little girl. And I just feel like the moms that are out there, whether it's denial, whether it's anxiety, whether it's what are people going to think about me, or whether it's your story that you never knew and you see it in your child, go back and do that inner work. You got to do it. That's what's going to make the difference in your life in your child's life. And I had to say that because I was really thinking about my little girl and I was like, she's so right. The imagination, it's it's there when you're a little kid and then it just disappears. I don't know when. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's right. Well, that's why sometimes we're doing the work together. You know, we're trying to figure out like, when did these pivotal moments happen? Yeah. When do we need to go back? When we're doing our inner child work, where are the places that we need to go back? There are right. certain places, right, where, you know, we need to go and get ourselves. So thinking about parenting as a mom, we also need to know how to parent ourselves. You yes. know what I mean? Oh Come on. Gosh. You yes. know, so yes, that translates. That translates into your capacity because you are the place of the unconditional. So when right. you feel love there, then you can give it out. That's your natural state. And yeah. it's always a place of ease. Yeah, I love this. And I know that moms that are listening to this, they're probably like, I didn't know what I was going to walk into in this, this episode, <laughs> but you're getting like a spiritual masterclass here. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. So Morgan, we are both women of color. Yes. And me being a Black educator in this space, I have been told in some ways, not necessarily directly, that I'm a unicorn because there are not a lot of Black women in this dyslexia literacy space that have the credentials that I usually, you know, that most, I'm going to be honest, white women have. Correct. You being a woman of color as well. Yes. um, Being a school psychologist and a mom, like we have so many different intersectionalities. I really want people to know that we exist because sometimes we're not represented. (laughs) You know what I mean? We're not represented in these communities. And so with that, because I have to bring it back to the purpose of this podcast, I always like Mm -hmm. to shed light on the black dyslexics to really showcase this isn't just a whitewashed disability. I mean, this impacts Mm -hmm. everybody. Mm -hmm. So I am sure in your years of working Mm -hmm. with kids, you've seen some dyslexic girls in your career. So whether or not they've been diagnosed or you suspect that they have dyslexia, can you talk a little bit about how your work empowers them? And I would love for you to share a little bit about your therapy for Black girls. Sure. One, we just want to honor the Black female identity, the Mm -hmm. Black mom, the Black girl, right? the beautifulness of the radiance of your skin, how your blackness is your strength. It's your dignity. You know what I mean? It's your royalty. And Mm -hmm. it's really creating space to be seen again and creating safety. And so a lot of times, again, you feel the black tax, like there's all these things that are stacked up against. So it's like people have certain beliefs about having to keep it on versus really being able to present who you are and kind of getting boxed in by those, really it comes down to getting boxed in by those beliefs. And so when we see that, we really just want to emphasize how capable you are, how Mm -hmm. smart you are, how you're not a number. I mean, all the things that we've been referencing throughout our time talking together, that the sky's the limit, that you need to keep dreaming, that you need to keep going, not for them, but for you, how you are an integral part of the community. So I am on the registry therapy for Black girls. Obviously, I have a heart for the matter. Yeah. And yeah, I get a lot of referrals from there because it's a unique experience, uh, Black women experience about being overlooked, being the people to have to carry everything. Heavy burden. (laughs) Yes. Right. And so it's really just having someone else that just sees that. And so you can unpack because you have to be able to let that. I wouldn't even necessarily call it a guard all the time. Some Mm -hmm. of it's guard and some of it's just that. I don't have to take that responsibility on. It's really an association with responsibility. So then I have space to heal and I can recover. So that's what I do. When I do evaluations going back to school psych land, I am very, very attuned to conceptualizing that in the correct way and an empowering way. Yes, someone is not just a number. I make that clear. A kid into a family, 
to my colleagues. I will not. I yeah. refuse. I will not do that. I love that. And when you were talking about the burden, so the first thing I thought of was Erica Badu's song, Bag Lady. <laughs> I used to love that song growing up. And as a kid, I was like, her. I was like, what do you mean? She's carrying all these bags. I literally thought they were like yeah. literal bags. But then as I've gotten older, I'm like, no, the baggage of life and really yeah. having all of that weighing you down. And mm-hmm. I think as Black women, there's so much behind that and societal totally. pressures and you know, cultural societal pressures. And I just feel like we do the legwork, like getting these girls at a young age to know like all of the things you said, I mean, are critical. And then when you tack on a reading or writing disability, I mean, talk about like being at the bottom of the totem pole, you know? Right. It's so true. And I say this all the time, reading and writing are civil rights. So when we are not offering the black and brown communities, affording them the same equities that the white communities or the more wealthier communities have, we're doing our community a disservice, which then perpetuates the stereotypes, totally. which then perpetuates the, well, how come you can't pick yourself up your own bootstraps? I mean, it's yeah. such a systemic issue. And I just love the work that you're doing. Oh. I just love that. Yeah, I really do. I mean, Thank I, I wish I had you when I was in middle school. <laughs> yeah. And I'm loud about it. Let me tell you what, I'm loud about it. I'm out in that hallway. Good. You know what I mean? Like you are going to know that I'm here and that I believe in you. Come on. Do you know what yes. I mean? You're going to know that this is not it for you. You exactly. can choose this right now, but that's not who you are. I refuse to not see who you really are. I just live that way. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I love that. I love that. So Morgan, we have touched on so much in this 20 minutes that I'm sure people are like, wait a second, wait a second. I need to contact her. Like she's got good stuff out there. So share a little bit about your business, how people can reach you. Put it all out there. Just do it. (laughs) Just do it. (laughs) So, okay. Like you said, I wear a lot of different hats. You can go to www.morgan. I'm going to spell it out. My first name is spelled differently. Spell it. I'm like, is it Morgan or is it Morgan? (laughs) Yes, that's right. You kept asking me. www.morganneve.com. Anyway, that's my middle initial V. So you can go there. That's my website. You'll see my speaking stuff. And there's a link also to my private practice page. So again... Yes, I'm a licensed therapist and I'm a school psychologist, but also I'm an intuitive holistic therapist. So we talked about the holistic aspect, but the intuitive thing is because I've done that meditation and mindfulness, I've got that going Mm. on. I can listen to people. I can help you with your subconscious. And so that's important because we manifest out of the beliefs we're aware of in our conscious mind and the beliefs we are not aware of in our subconscious mind. And so we're all one. So yes, we all have intuitions, pretty much how much we develop that. That's what that is. So my practice, I do therapy, I do coaching. And you can see that I run a free group that's open to the community once a month because I really care about this issue. And, you know, I understand the systemic barriers. You can catch me on LinkedIn as well. So, right, that's how me and Lauren met, Dr. Lauren. Exactly. We met on LinkedIn. I was like, you put out a post and I said, this woman is speaking to my soul and she looks like me. I'm going to message her, like everything. I was like, yes, I'm on it. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Yeah. And we really are on it to really connect. And so I love that community. And so my LinkedIn handle is morganv.com, Morgan V again. 
And then I also have a Twitter page and that's at CBT Journey. So that's similar to my practice, which is Journey CBT and Counseling located in Arlington, Virginia. So right across the street from Washington, D.C. from the Francis Scott Keybridge. So that's where I'm located. Yeah. And all of those links will be in the show notes. So those of you who are walking or driving, be sure when you're in a safe space, you know, I don't want anybody to crash now. You know, you could click those links in the show notes and definitely get in touch with Morgan. Morgan, this was such a pleasure. It was just amazing talking to you. It's always amazing talking to you. Likewise. Yeah. And I really hope that those of you who are listening, this episode resonated with you. And as I always say, be sure to subscribe. Be sure to share this podcast, the episode, whatever, the whole podcast with anybody who needs this because my mission is really to bring awareness globally around this topic. So I can't wait to share this. I can't wait to share it out, Lauren. Yes, I cannot wait. So thanks again. And everyone tune in next week for another fantastic episode.